production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Hey, babe, just Luke, day two. Oh, as I say, back on the tools. We don't have tools. That desk is a bit of a tool. It's You're not. a tool. Oh, that's fair. Just a singular, though. Um, True. This desk is not a tool. You hit one button. Don't tell people our secrets. AI will take our jobs. Even AB does it sometimes, and you've I don't think you've ever taken us off air, which is... Oh, no, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks oh, for pretending has. that you definitely... <laughs> I think I took the whole state off once. That's right. Yeah, I was angry. But, yeah, hey, but I was learning. Anyway. Well, you shouldn't be this far into your career. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking yesterday in the podcast about um, people cancelled in 2024 and some that already have been, like Stephen Hawking got named on that list. <laughs> Early in the year, too, yeah, Stephen. Like, um, pro. Yeah, you know, that. Obviously, the, the famous genius, with he's in the wheelchair and that kind of thing. I, I told you about uh, there's a, an Aussie comedian group. They no longer exist. They're alive. They just quit. Called Smart Casual. So they weren't cancelled? No. They probably would be if they did this bit today. So they do a bit on Stephen Hawking and Jennifer Hawkins, a famous supermodel mm. um, in Australia. I, I have said bit. Now, here's the thing. I, I can play it to you. It goes for five minutes, which is probably a long period of time. But it's a podcast. There's no rules in podcasting. We're not going to play the whole five minutes, are you? Well, I'm just que- I'm asking you the question. It, to me, I think it's quite funny. Put, start it. Yeah. And if I'm bored, I'll just wrap you up. Okay. And but I won't be offended if you are. That's fine. Okay. All right. Okay. Wrap but it up. Thirteen years it. ago. Is copyright against this? We can't. What I'm saying is, thirteen years ago, this is at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I don't reckon so, they'd come for you I'm anymore. Them, they've quit. Yeah. I, th- I think they're brothers. Anyway, um, enjoy. If we play all of it, we might not. So you might get to enjoy half of it. What if someone's really enjoying it halfway through and then you stop oh, it yeah, and someone true. I don't want to yuck someone's yum. Let, let's see how we go. Have you ever wondered if Stephen Hawking and Jennifer Hawkins find each other sexually attractive? <laughs> And if they did, do you think that they would act on it? And if they did act on it, would they use protection? And if they didn't use protection and they had a child, a boy, do you think that maybe, just maybe, they would call him the hawk. <laughs> He's the hawk. The hawk. He's Hawk Hawkins. He's the hawk. The hawk. He's Hawk Hawkins. Do you think that she, Jennifer, would get a private jet over there? Or do you think that he, Stephen, would get a wheelchair accessible private jet over here? And do you think, after all their sexual chemistry has worn off would they have enough in common to stay together 
And if they didn't... No, surely we can't listen to them. No. If they got divorced... <laughs> who then would take sole custody of the hawk? Good question. Oh. Who's going to look after the hawk? The hawk. Who's going to look after... I'm going to see this through. You guys can leave if you want, but I'm going to see this through. I'm fascinated as to that they've decided Jen gets the surname for the kid. Okay. Progressive. Is this actually going to be the podcast opener today? Mm-hmm. The whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Smart casual. Great, great. It's very good. I wonder if Jen's heard do it. Do you think? Probability high. The hawk. Just like his mother. It's a really big lizard out there. Would be the most attractive person in the entire universe. (laughs) And do you think the hawk, just like his father, would be the smartest person in the entire universe? (laughs) Or do you think maybe things wouldn't work out that way? And the hawk would just be a little boy in a wheelchair. (laughs) With the mind of a supermodel. Is that it? That's it, surely. There's 45 seconds to go. Oh, what okay. more could they cover? Who's gonna push the hawk? The hawk. Stop it. Who's gonna push him? Down the catwalk. Who's gonna push the hawk? The hawk. Who's gonna push? Hawk Hawkins. Who's gonna push the hawk? Yeah! Who's gonna push the hawk? Who's gonna push? Oh, I'm not so sad. Hawk Hawkins. Who's gonna push the hawk? Thank you very much. So, okay, the jet thing was ahead of its time. (laughs) Yeah, they they called that early. That took me way too long. Luke reacted, and then I was like, "Oh oh, yeah, that's the whole point." (laughs) Is it still funny? I mean, it's uh, obviously in parts inappropriate, and we don't have the opinions that Smart Casual did or do have, but. I think the funniest thing ever is when some, there's a joke and they just keep going on the same joke. Like, right. they just do yeah. not let it go. So yeah, that was okay. good. Yeah. Yeah, look. I, it's I, a good bit. It was It was funny. I saw that live. I can't believe we're just wasting the entire podcast opener on this. I though. can believe it. It's something we would definitely I had do. a good time. I hadn't heard it in a long time. Yeah, it was funny. We did less work and I am here Great. for that. Do we need to look at the radio show or we don't care? Uh, well, I mean. It is day two. We we're already cancelled. Does it matter? John Millman was on. He was cool. Trent Fraser as well. He's got a new spirit that's um, been not tequila that's been grown in Queensland. I keep getting him confused with the author you keep talking about because he's a Trent Trent too. Trent Dalton. Uh, Because he's an Aussie. Mm. He's a Brisbane boy. Brisbane, yeah. 
I wish He's I wish legend. I'd spent more time in Brisbane. I don't because I don't like it. But I wish I'd spent enough time in Brisbane to understand that show, some of the references and whatever. What references did you not get? Oh, no, like, Road. I think that's a very Brisbane. Yeah, it's not reference. there anymore. It's it used and, to be. And Brisbane. I don't now know it's like enough about Dara to know that it's probably a bit of a hole. Not um, as much anymore. My okay. friend, one of my really close friends from school, was Dara. We, the train station has not changed. Right. Also, um, it the was big rough. Vietnamese community in Dara yep. as well. That was a thing. Is, is um is it a true story? It's seventy percent true. Loosely based on Trent's life. Yeah. Oh, which one mm. was he? Eli, a little kid. It's because he actually came to that premiere I went to, which I talk about on the show today. Yeah. Uh, and his mum was there. She did do time in prison. Ah. And his stepdad got taken away, and his real dad had the problems as well. Like, that's all true. Yeah, right. I only got three episodes in. I yeah. met the real oh, dad. You got further than me. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get through it. You guys well, hate I'm up good to things. episode two. I didn't no, hate it. I just don't have time to sit there and, and watch Alice that's TV. Actually, that's BS. You do have time. No, I don't. What time do you get home? Uh, seven. Okay, so you, you feed your dog, you feed yourself, you're in bed by... Eight thirty nine. Exactly. So you could sit there and watch an episode. You choose to go to bed at an early you time. You are prioritizing so your time badly. Tired. Because I get up at five o'clock well, again, in the morning. Also a choice. Exactly. I you choose. could dedicate more time to TV. Exactly. If you had some freaking discipline, no mate. Instead, you're going for runs and yeah. doing videos of it. And yeah. honestly, pull your head in. In 2024, set your priorities straight. Idiot. Have a look at yourself. Listen to the show. It's a good one. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. We love to see our little unsung Queensland heroes, the little towns that don't get spoken about much, making it on the big stage. And uh, to open the papers this morning, watch national TV, it was very exciting to see a town that is pretty much just known as being mostly sugarcane, a lot of old people, and Tino for us in the Willowie, actually be titled something very honourable. According to the Today Show, they believe that Gympie, just north of the Sunshine Coast, is the Paris of Australia. Gympie. Yeah. Gympie, the place I visited where I used the public toilet and there was a hole cut out, obviously for a hose or something. <laughs> Gympie, that Gympie. Yeah, and look, okay. I have friends from Gympie. Even the friends from Gympie will yep. laugh about this story. Okay. But it is very sweet in nature. Basically, the background is these two really, really talented creatives from Gympie. Yeah. One's a stylist, one's a photographer. They submitted these stunning photos to two French international magazines mm-hmm. and they were published. Uh, one of them's called Movia, the other one Malvi. Pictures are beautiful, and it's really putting Gimpy on the map. They're saying now, oh, could it be the French fashion capital? We spoke to Brie a little bit earlier about it. For us, there was no better way than to really showcase the rich diversity of the youth and culture in Gimpy region. Um, Certainly it's not an area that would be known for anything along those lines. (laughs) I mean, that is where she is wrong. It's known for its all-you-can-eat Pizza Hut, which is one of the only remaining ones in Australia, Mm. Queensland as well. Right. And definitely a reason to stop in. But look, if we are on that thread of, of, you know, acknowledging great Queensland towns and their European counterparts, let's take it to the next step. How about Bowen in North Queensland? Yep. The Amalfi Coast, Sardinia. 
beautiful coastlines, crystal clear water, great dining options as well along the water. The only problem is that in Positano you can dive into the water without the threat of box jellyfish in Irukandji, but... I don't even know what these words you're saying. The what Amalfi Coast that? doesn't have a big mango, so there's where, that. Where's that? In Italy. You say, I've never been to Europe, mate. I've no idea these words you're saying. Okay, well, if you... You know everyone goes on their Euro summer, their hot girl summer? No. And they're diving into the beautiful water? Sure. It's probably at the Amalfi Coast. Okay. Okay. What about Toowoomba? Yep. As Edinburgh, the capital of Scotland. Right. Beautiful, whimsical, beautiful historical buildings, cold but can also get warm. Everyone wears puffer vouchers, and people in Edinburgh absolutely despise What's London. A puffer voucher? Puffer vest. And everyone in Edinburgh despises London. They hate Londoners. Okay. Much like Toowoomba, they hate Brisbane. Okay. Not for good the reason. The big brother. I can get around that. <laughs> now, Cairns. Yep. This is an obvious one. Cairns in France. Similar names. Coastal. Cairns, Queensland obviously put on the map because of the reef. Great tourist destination and much more. Cairns, France for the film festival. Cairns in Queensland is becoming a regular backdrop of many films and TV shows that we have seen of late. Yeah. Maybe we could even have our own Cairns Film Festival someday. You don't have anything to I, offer? I, I just, like, Gympie sucks. Sorry, going to go on record. It's a terrible town. The other places, Bowen, beautiful, Cairns, beautiful, Toowoomba, beautiful, better than any European holiday, in my opinion. Well, I don't the- want them compared. No, I don't like that. Sorry. Gympie can be France because people in France are rude and Gympie people probably are too. They're not rude. They that suck. One thing I will give them. What? They're not rude. Everything else. By God. Anyway. <laughs> It's no secret, I love myself a dressed-up event. I like getting into formal wear, whether it be weddings, awards nights, whatever. Mm. That is my jam. However, my biggest fear is dressing incorrectly for the event. I sometimes will go to things where I'm either dressed up too much or too underdressed. Like I often misread dress codes and miss it all together, and it's absolutely painful. It happened over the holidays, and it was particularly embarrassing. So I got an email right before Christmas from like a publicist, which we sometimes get in this industry. And they said, do you want to go along and and go to the premiere of Boy Swallows Universe? For people who don't know, it's this great Australian production on Netflix at the moment by uh, a Brisbane author, Trent Dalton. Yeah. Wonderful series. It's very, very highly rated. It was all right. Definitely go see it. Anyway... (laughs) I read the book years ago, so I thought, perfect. Love it. My cousin, Mary, great reader as well. I messaged her. I said, we're on holidays. Do you want to go to this premiere? It'll be fun. In Queensland, growing up in Queensland, we don't have the Hollywood stuff. You know, I've been to movie premieres before where you go to your local cinema, they've got a little fake red carpet and a couple of posters, and you have a little champagne, and then you go and watch the movie. So when she, my cousin texted me, said, what are we going to wear tonight? I said, oh, look, it's... They said Brisbane cocktail as the theme. Oh, so no shoes. It was in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, you could basically wear pluggers. I said, I'm just going to wear like a summery dress. I actually wore the dress I'm wearing today to work and some flats. And I'll, I don't know, brush my hair, but it won't put too much effort into it. We arrived at this premiere. Mm -hmm. There was red carpet. There was paparazzi. All of the actors of the series were there. I'm talking Simon Baker, Travis Fimmel. It was the big deal. Like the actual, the premieres that they have in Sydney and Melbourne and in Hollywood, they had in Brisbane for some reason. So they were in their ball gowns and everything. There were people in proper like dress to the nines, glamazon, 
and there's Mary and I now basically could have walked in from the beach, chucked some flats on, summer dresses. Mm. I was majorly under, underdressed for this particular event and it was very shameful. But on 13353, are you like me? Do you sometimes misread the dress code? You stuff it up. You either underdress or overdress. You've gone to a wedding with singlet and a plugger. Yeah. A single plugger, not two. <laughs> I don't know why you look at me because you know what my wardrobe is. It's, well, that's what I thought. You were definitely famously underdressed for things. No, 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 I just say no. So we get invited to, I don't know, football launches and that kind of thing. I don't like going because I don't have clothes for it. I have T-shirts. I have sports polo shirts. So this is also a fear of yours. You just avoid going. Well, it's not a fear. It's just a very easy decision when I get an invite. <laughs> but have you ever gone to something even where you've been too dressed up? Have I ever been somewhere where I've been too dressed up? <laughs> Unless I went to a swingers party, there's nowhere I could be where I'm too dressed okay, up. Okay, no. all right. People of Queensland, yes. you've misread it. Mm. When did you miss the dress code on 13353? Marla, firstly, Bill, you were underdressed. Where were you heading to? Hey, uh, yeah. Um, g'day. I was heading to the sailing club at Keppel's Beds at Dupu. Yep. Yeah, it was a engagement party and um, it was pretty bad at Hang on, you're just cutting out, Bill. So I, I'm just I'm just going to refresh because hopefully we can sort your phone line out. But you are heading to an engagement party. Try and pick that up for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do an engagement party out at your poo at Keppel said. Yep. And uh, rocked up Jackie Hill and footy footy shorts to like really nice sailing club, eh? Right. <laughs> Did you yeah, know in advance, Bill, what the dress code was? No, nah, no, nah, I knew it was happening. I didn't, didn't read the invitation letter. I just rocked up. Who's got this time for that, Bill? This is what you would do. This is 100%, 100% what you would do. Billy's my people. Bill Pretty actually shorts. makes me think of it, and we used to do this all the time. I'm not saying you should moving forward. There's In Cairns, there's a, a nightclub called Gilligan's. It's it's actually world famous. Um, and we would, when I used to leave the house, we would go to Gilligan's who had a closed um, footwear policy. It was about the only rule there. That's a hard thing to do in Cairns. What we sweaty do, toes, man. We'd turn our pluggers on the outside of our feet, so we'd be barefoot on the bottom, <laughs> and we put our toes through the top. So it looked like we had nice black dress shoes on <laughs> with our jeans. Tell you what, worked every time, really did. Bill, you and I should go to Gilligan's at some stage. Normalised footy shorts and engagement parties. Triple M's rush hour with AB and Elias. Our guest today is part of the Australian Open commentary team at the moment. The Oz Open live and free on Channel Nine, or you can stream on Nine Now. He's also retired from professional tennis after two decades in the game. A top three likeable Australian tennis player for me of all time, Mr. John Millman. Hello, mates. G'day. Thanks for that. That was a nice little welcome. I loved hearing all that. <laughs> because Feeling good about myself. We, we, we love you, John, and we were so sad to, to see you, you. What do you say in tennis? Hanging up the racket? That doesn't make sense. Whatever. Um, <laughs> On what? But, yeah, no, that's right. Hanging them up. Okay, I mean, beautiful. Yeah. How yeah. emotional was that moment for you, mate, when, when you bowed out and you realised, you know, after, yeah, again, almost two decades, it's, it's all over? Yeah, look, it's probably been a, a few months coming. I, I've realised for a while that this would be the last tournament. Um, I didn't, I'm not the most emotional person, but for a second there, it nearly got me. Uh, with mum and dad there, I had a, a good look at them at the end, and I know how much they've sacrificed for me. Uh, that is when it hit home a little bit. But, you know, I, I know that there were more talented players than me out there and, and people that might have had a little bit more ability, but I really wanted to squeeze that lemon dry, and I think I did. There was nothing left to give. John, tennis players famously so fit and trim and lean, no body fat. Are you going to get humongous now? Is, is the plan to eat all the cake? or? You know, I've only been a few days retired and I was looking at myself in the bathroom and 
I don't know. I, I might have noticed a, a little bit of pudding already coming off. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. It's retirement and relaxation. We love it. Now, have you got any plans? I mean, I know that's the question that everybody is going to ask you. I read something about you potentially wanting to go back to study because this is the craziest thing about athletes. You're retiring in your 30s. There's plenty of yeah. life ahead. Yeah, it's a bit scary, isn't it? Like, I don't know if anything can prepare you for a completely different career change. But I am going back and studying. In fact, I lost. And then a day later, I quickly flew back to Brisbane for a few days to get in a few classes that had just started. So I am studying a little bit back home in Brisbane. Can you tell us what you're studying? I'm doing an MBA. Oh, okay, uh, just casual, UT. bloody high achievers. Uh, no, it's, um, trust me, uh, let's revisit this conversation <laughs> in a few months. I'm going to ask Joe, I'm going to pause here because there'll be stupid people like me out there, 10% of us, what's an MDMA or whatever? MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> MDMA, I yeah. don't know what that is. I, I failed like. TAFE. John, I failed <laughs> TAFE. So. You do. Um, no, it's a, a Master's of Business Administration. So oh, that of kind of That's my next guess. admin yeah. side is, is yeah. quite interesting to me or any of that. When I was on the tour, I, I represented the the players on the player council. So that's an elected role. And you right. kind of got to learn a little bit more of the inner workings of the tour. And I was doing that with Roger and Rafa and who better to learn off with uh, how big their own brands are. Yeah, uh, you're too good a bloke for you and, and me to be mates. However, I think me and <laughs> Novak Djokovic would get along. I love the bloke. I know not everyone feels that way, whatever. I think that's what makes an athlete great is one polarising opinions. I love the Marvel movies, John. There's a, a bad guy in that called Thanos that basically clicks his fingers and the whole world disappears. He defeats people so easily. Djokovic is Thanos. Is there any way in this entire universe, in this world, that he gets done this Oz Open? Yeah, look, he's Thanos to a few people, but knowing him behind the scenes, I, I have a lot of time for him, and I like spending time with him. I think he's in, incredibly intelligent, and oh, I think, like a lot of the players, we're all trying to learn from him because he's doing something right. He's performing at such a high ability at his age. It's actually incredible to see. So uh, I think you've got to be a sponge around Novak. He's a good guy, and I love soaking up everything about him, but... Can he be beaten? Well, he can. In short, he can. I think there's a couple of guys that can beat him. I like Yannick Sinner and I like Carlos Alcaraz. I know that's stating the obvious, but these two guys have jumped onto the scene. They are incredible players and they're really ready to take it to Novak on a consistent basis. So keep an eye out for the Spaniard and the Italian and they'll be putting up a, a front against, uh, as you described, Thanos. But, yeah, <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Well, Thanos is actually in action as we speak now. The Oz Open live and free on Channel 9. You can stream on 9. Now, John Millman, it has been an absolute delight watching your career. Good luck with your NBDA. And we <laughs> will, I'm sure, catch up with you when you're the big wig prime minister of this country in a couple of years. Oh, I appreciate it. I've always got time for you guys. So, regardless... If they are Prime Minister, which I very much doubt, um, I'll always be jumping on to talk to you. CEO of Australia, please, it's business. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour's Unpopular Opinions. Now, unpopular opinions, when we've done them in the past, AP. When AB, we've done them. Yeah, as a team. It's you. It's often I been... have popular opinions. <laughs> it's been small fish, you know. Um... I prefer Nike to Adidas. I prefer this to that. You know what I mean? T- today we're going after a Megalodon. Oh. Uh, and I'm standing Do by Do I want to be associated with this? Well, you're not going to agree, so it's fine. Okay, I'm happy right. for you to dispute. 
but I will I will die on this hill. This is my hill and my hill only. Talk about when you have opinions, you stand on your hill and the earth crumbles underneath you. My hill is made of rock. Uh, today, after doing... Stubbornness. Don't know if you're aware of this during the break that we had. I actually went to America. Um, oh, no, what? Yeah, it was it was Sorry. a great time. I, I was, spent a month there. I was through nine different states, met a lot of people, did a lot of things, and I came to a conclusion. Uh, my hill made of rock, despite popular belief in this country, is that Americans are actually more polite than Australians. <laughs> really? Not only more polite, Provide more evidence. courteous, oh, I'd love to. Everyone I met, every city I was in in the USA had a smile on their face, held doors open for me, even gave the wave when I was walking down the street in some of the smaller country towns as well. They went above and beyond to make sure my life was easy. Didn't matter where I was, where I was asking for directions, who I said hello to, whether I was at a sporting game, there was always excuse me's, please me's. Not, not pleasing me, you know what I mean. Thank you. Like, no wonder you like it so much. Pardons. Amer- that's something we made up years ago is that Americans are rude, and in fact, they are a much more polite country than Australia. No, I'm sorry. I have travelled extensively. They're not more polite. We just have an advantage being Australian overseas. We do. Sorry. You go to England, maybe a little bit less, so it's less of a novelty. Go to France, for instance. The second someone finds out you're Australian, they're in love with you. If they think you're American or English, you're in trouble. America, same thing. They hate the English, think we're cute and harmless and nice. They get excited by our accent. Of course they were nice to you. It's a novelty. They're probably like, hey, can we become friends so we can eventually move to Australia, you can give us citizenship and we can leave this godforsaken country forever. It's a it's a pretty special country, mate. Ugh. It, look, it, it's, it's great, but it has problems. It's got guns. That's not guns a good bit. Well, <laughs> depends who you ask. Got Donald Trump. Can we do a different list? Depends who you ask, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's got uh, Fritz in the tennis, who at the moment's beating Djokovic live and free on I Channel like 9. Him. Go Fritz. Go Fritz. Go America. No. Go Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they're out now. I'll die on that hill. Americans they're more, more polite. polite. Oh, Australia, do better. You were paying them. Doesn't a lot count. Too. The tipping's ridiculous. <laughs> I want to go into this year a little bit more open-minded because at times people have said to me that I can be... Grumpy? No. Bitter? No. Stubborn? Crash? Close-minded. Oh, yeah, that too. Close-minded. On the list of other things. So I I, I want to, you know, try more things in 2024. It's on my my list of things I'd like to achieve. Um, There's something that a lot of Queensland men in particular doing, women are too, that is really expensive but they rave about it. I don't yet get it. And, and to the point where really blokey blokes are doing it. Um, we've got a mutual friend, a uh, lovely bloke we both worked with at times. He's an Aussie comedian. You might have heard of him. His name's Harley Breen. Harley uh, is a Queenslander. He is as Australian as it gets. I don't think he owns a pair of closed-in shoes. That's the spirit. And he is very tight with his cash. However, he went out over the break and bought himself for $99 a two-litre water bottle, and the brand name is a Yeti. Now, I don't know a lot about Yeti. Apparently, they do eskies and all kinds of things. Producer Luke out he there has, has a big Yeti, ha- yeah. has a Yeti. 
I don't get it because I, I I have a dollar plastic bottle that I use every day. I don't understand the hype behind spending $100 or $70 for a litre bottle on a brand called, yeah, I don't understand it, but one triple three five three. I'd love to have my mind changed on Yetis today. See, my husband Alex was in the same camp as you. Right. I have not got a Yeti. I've got a Frank Green, which I think is the chick version of the Yeti. Okay. And I love my Frank Green because it keeps the water cold. It's environmentally friendly. You don't have to buy a thousand water bottles that are plastic. Uh, see, Plus, they say that. all of the plastic leaks into the water bottle. Eventually, it's safer. Right. It's more secure, and it reminds me yep. to drink water. So let's not besmirch the blokes of Queensland who are making an effort to be hydrated. Can I just really quick, none of that sells me. Like, I, I, environment, you know, no, other, you're other all people into your will save that. at the moment. Drink water, bro. I do drink water out of a plastic bottle. It's fine. <sighs> a lukewarm temperature. So your husband bought one. and, and He didn't say, buy one. He got gifted one, okay. and he wasn't sure that he was going to be a fan. We had it over the holidays. Bloke's obsessed. He goes, oh, how good's my Yeti? It's better than your Frank Green. It's so cold. We, he made me compare the water temperatures. I, I will say this. Your husband is the least masculine man I've ever met. Lovely That's fella, true. but just not now. He does love theatre. And he likes – I like theatre too. 13353. I'd love to just have my mind chat. What is so great about the Yeti bottles? Why are people spending $100 on a drink bottle? And you say, oh, it keeps the water cold. So does the fridge. You know, you, you no, put, but if you, you go on a trip – where you can't I, quickly drop where in. I going? This is the thing. A lot of campers and whatever, I'm sure, love Yetis. I don't go camping. Yeah, but you have to go refill your water bottle a thousand times a day. This two-litre bad boy stays It's so chill. inconvenient. It's too big. All right, one, it's triple, three, like five, three. It's almost like a I can work out with it. Open-minded, 2024, new year, new me, $100 for a drink bottle. God spare me. Yetis, change my mind. We're going to go to Bundy first. Beck, change his mind. Right. <laughs> I have kids. Yep, I don't. I go through a million water bottles a month, it feels like, because they get broken and smashed and they break the sucker bit and it's awful. I have not had to replace these Yetis for the kids. Mm. They kick them around. They throw them. It's ended up in the creek. We went to Baffle Creek camping. They float. You can't kill them. You can't drown them. The only way that you lose them is if somebody flogs them because they're so good. Oh, no, Beck. Beck, can I just... going to take that on board and put a fire extinguisher on one of them to we, we do live in the youth crime capital. Um, Beck, I'm not a child. I'm, I'm not kicking my bottle. I'm not I'm not going swimming in creeks. Okay. I'm not throwing... You've got dogs. But yeah. you can't kill it. So you don't have to put water in it if you get what I'm saying. Yes. You can take it camping. Right. You can take it and have a sneaky little drink in it. Oh, yeah. You're not going to break it. Yeah, what she's saying you is it's like... You can kick it around after yeah. a few sneaky drinks. Right. I could take it into a football yeah. stadium. It's like the Chucky doll of water bottles. Yeah. It just keeps re-emerging your into your life. It never dies. By the way, that's not a good sales point, but <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Well, let's go to Townsville next. Andrew... Uh, Tell me, mate, change my mind, actually. Yeti water bottles, I don't get it. Well, the Yeti's actually insulated, so it keeps your water cold for longer. Yeah. yeah. you're using it, it doesn't. Yeah, but okay, Let's for argument's sake, let's say I prefer room temperature water, then is the argument invalid? Well, Mm. no, not really, because... Oh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Andrew, do not back down, my friend. If you love lukewarm water so much, you yeah. don't want it to get hotter or colder. You want to keep it lukewarm in yeah. that temperature-controlling $90 water bottle. I do like the aesthetic. They are quite nice to look yeah, at. Yeah, and you can get, like, Alex got it from a student, and it's got his name engraved on it, and everything's got a little Sassy okay. Rabbitohs logo. Oh, I'm not that much of a flog. Close, though. 
Well, I suppose all we'd have to do is, you know, Triple M's rush out with oh, Amy man, and this, Elliot. I knew this was what all this was. thanks to Yeti you Australia. <laughs> you, you just want a sponsorship. One litre or a two litre. You can also buy them I from BCF. I will give it to you. That was yeah. a roundabout effort to I get a free water that. bottle, but you got there in the end. I'll be checking the post every day for a week. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Joining us this afternoon is a big dog with a big dog title. He's the CEO of Top Shelf International. His name, Trent Fraser. Hello, mates. How are you? Really well. Can you tell us about the brand new program you've got, something happening between Ely Beach and Bowen? Yeah, with pleasure. Well, firstly, thanks very much for having me on, guys. And a really exciting milestone, you know, not just for the active trees and brand, which I'll tell you about, but for the Aussie spirits industry. Um, we have over 600,000 blue over agaves planted in the ground just into Bowen. This is the exact same strain of agave that's actually used in uh, tequila and Mexico. So what produces that fabulous and lovely liquid that makes the margarita? We unfortunately can't call it tequila because they've got a control in a jurisdiction governing authority like AOC and Champagne, but we didn't want to anyway. It's Australian agave and we're proud of it. This is really interesting. I mean, obviously, we're so excited for you guys. This is wonderful. It's going to be in Queensland. It's alcohol. Yes, to all three things. However, this tequila thing is new information. We knew about champagne. When did the tequila guys start having this Mexican standoff with anybody else trying to bring tequila to the market? Oh, Mexican standoff indeed. Look, they, they've been, as with the rise and prominence of, of tequila and all things agave in the last 10 or 20 years, They've really clamped down and, and locked down, obviously, the position and, and the protection of that uh, name mm. and also the jurisdiction of that area. So really, it's, it's come into prominence in the last 20 years. It has been there. But obviously, because of, you know, the, the trend and because it's so hot now, mm. I think it's become more and more heightened. Trent, in terms of the advertising campaign, can we all be cheeky? Can we... Agave. Agave. Exactly. Is, is, there, <laughs> is there something in the works there? Guys, we might need to steal that. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. Look, look, there's, you, you will see a little bit of fun, fun, playfulness, irreverence. It would be non-Aussie if we didn't do it. So you'll see a lot of that tongue-in-cheek that, mm-hmm. you know, will we call it tequila or we'll cross out tequila, the actual word. Like and that. Obviously, yeah, that's what we do. So you'll see a little bit of that on our social media, on Active Treason and web and campaigns and those sorts of things. Trent, on a more serious note, I mean, our mates down at Bundy Rum in particular, they've been leading the charge for this. They're very against this tax that's been imposed by the federal government. It's uh, bringing the cost of alcohol. Basically, there's a 63% tax I'm reading on a one-litre bottle of alcohol. It's costing Aussies yeah. more, and it's stinging small business owners like you. Have, have you found that to be the case? Yeah, it's really tough, and and it, it's it's very true for, for the entire, you know, uh, spirits industry and, and all the distillers where you're small medium or large in australia makes it very challenging and trying to 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 make a buck in this business it's it's hard enough as it is and and really it's the brands and the consumers that ultimately lose out it's very difficult to compete with the multinationals you know you've got these big internationals from the us and europe and the uk that are here and they've got these mega brands they ride the wave but the smaller, medium Aussie guys, we're mm. just suffering and it's tough to make it through. Sorry well, to hear that, man. Trent, you know what I always say is stuff the government. I can't wait. <laughs> Act of treason, 100% we're for Sean Grown. 1,000%. We'll let you go, mate. Appreciate your work with Top Shelf International. When do we expect this one to be coming out? We launched a few hundred bottles last week right. and they'll, the supply will trickle in weeks in from now. So watch this space. Agave on you, Trent. Appreciate it, mate. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>